and welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing on Thursday morning this week. Joining me from Boston, Massachusetts, finally back home in Boston, Tim Bontemps. His international travels have, have eased for the time being. That's right. Hello, guys. Although Van McMahon, who was also back in the country, was also out of the country. Uh, McMahon, uh, Mc, Bontemps was chilling in Maine this week with his lobster friends. Dude, I went to high school in Maine, not voluntarily, and I'm not <laughs> we all eager know. to get back. Calling it high soon. school is a little bit misleading. Little bit misleading. <laughs> I got shipped off to boarding school. I still, which have I scars. really encourage you to write uh, a young adult fiction novel about someday. You know what I found out? My boarding school no longer has a football program. I asked, I saw this on Facebook. I asked the headmaster if my number was still retired and did not get a reply. Jeez. <laughs> okay, so um, we're a couple weeks away from um, the start of training camp, but one thing that is going on right now in the league, I can tell you, is negotiation is happening. People have come back from their, their summer vacations, and um, negotiations are happening right now between um, the teams and the guys who are at the end of their rookie contracts, uh, the guys, uh, well, the guys who are end of their third year, start of their fourth year, um, are eligible between now and October 31st to extend their contracts. And this particular class is prolific. Number one, and number two is going to have some interesting, uh, decisions, uh, forthcoming. So uh, a number of them have already extended, um, the most high profile being Luca. Mm-hmm. Uh, McMahon, how much did he get? He got the highest uh, because he instantly qualified for the Supermax. Yeah, he was the first, uh, you, call, you can call it pre-qualified Supermax extension. Uh, what was it? 206, 207, 200 and some odd. He's going to be in, in, in good shape with that Jordan supplementary income as well. I mean, when I started covering the league, the, the max extension for rookies, and th- those, those were like six-year deals or back then it was like, you know, like 60 million. Now <laughs> we hit the $200 million uh mark now um, you get a bigger extension than that something like that uh shea gildas alexander uh extended with the uh with the thunder um which also was a max extension mm-hmm. times, do you remember did he get a player option in that deal nope i know he was Luka straight Dunn. five straight Luka. five yeah yep after last then, year's class when donovan mitchell and jason tatum got the player option now it's going to sort of become the uh default thing like Trey Young got one so it's it's always interesting to see which teams are able to fight back and keep it out of there and the Thunder were able to yeah, yeah there wasn't is, much argument when if Luca and Trey asked for it and they both did that's right <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of arguing against that's it. right that's yeah, right just Trey Young also got a uh, full max uh he has not qualified for the super max but he can qualify this year if he makes all NBA um and uh he got a player option as well uh there was one other non-max extension which was done by robert williams from the celtics um he got bontemps was it was four and 48 was that the guarantee or yeah either four for 48 or four for 50 the interesting part of that was it was fully guaranteed and and while i'm a big fan of his game he's a super talented big he's been banged up a lot um throughout his career he's only played i think 100 games a little over 100 games over three years so um that was, that was a pretty good job by his agent, Kevin Bradbury, to get that fully guaranteed. But look, if he's healthy, he could easily outperform getting $12, 13000000 million a year. He's a, you, you just go by pure talent. He's 
he's got a chance to be a really, really, really good player. I mean, well, he has we'll a chance the... to be Capella-esque for sure. Yeah, with real the, quick, yeah, we'll... with the ability to do some more stuff too. Like he's he's really talented. Real quick on the Celtics, the Celtics actually were in position to be a cap space team next summer if they wanted, even with Tatum and Jalen Brown on their books. Um, but next year's draft class, I'm sorry, next year's uh, free agent class is pretty thin um, because of so many guys have extended, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. So they went ahead and extended uh, Marcus Smart um, and Robert Williams so that they wouldn't, uh, you know, they basically and Josh punted Richardson. on. Yeah, I was going to say, and Josh Richardson would right. surprise me a little bit. That's right. So they punted on having cap space next year. And I think Bobby Marks um, uh, told us uh, this week that 12 players, uh, 12 veterans, in other words, not guys on their rookie contracts, uh, have extended their contracts this summer. Um, That is, I mean, I don't know where records would be kept, but certainly in my 19 years covering the league. I've never seen anything like it. Um, Part of it is because in the current CBA, there was a change to the extension rules that made it easier to extend because teams didn't Mm -hmm. want guys getting to free agency and that's working. But you think, you know, there were, there are big names like Durant and Steph Curry who signed huge extensions, but there were all kinds of mid scale players who extended. Like uh, we talked last week, Capella extended, Terry Rozier extended, Marcus Smart extended. Um, uh, who extended this week? Aaron uh, Gordon this week. Aaron Gordon extended. Um, so that has zapped the free agent market um, for this next year, and really the year after to a certain extent as well. All right, so let's uh, take a look at these guys coming off their third year of the rookie contracts. We're going to go straight down the list. Um, and the number one pick from 2018 is DeAndre Ayton. Quite a spectacular year and a strong playoffs. Um And I got to tell you guys, uh, while he is a flawed player in some respects and he's playing a position that is not as much in demand, which is true uh, limited range center. Um, if I'm DeAndre Ayton, I am I am saying max or nothing. Uh, He may not get a player option. He may not get certain bonuses in there, but um, Temps, I think DeAndre Ayton is, is, is not signing this year unless it's a max. Yeah, I suspect probably that that's what the negotiation is about, um, whether it's because, you know, like you said, some of these have been done already and the ones that haven't, there's there's some sort of thing that's that's holding it up. And I would guess with him, it's either his camp trying to get the player option or his camp trying to get to a full max. And maybe the Suns are a little bit below. I, I would probably if I was Phoenix, be pulling a pretty hard line with that and trying to do it a little bit below Um not because of DeAndre didn't have a great year and a great playoffs, like you said, but more to your point about the fact that the center position is what it is at today's NBA. And with there just being no money in the market next summer, I don't really see anybody coming in and offering him a max uh, to leave. But given given the, the good feelings that are going on in Phoenix, I'd be surprised if this doesn't get done. And I think to your point, it, it probably looks something like the shade deal where there's no escalators in it and um, there's no player option and it just gets the the full max for five years yeah i mean there's no way he should settle for anything less than the max now super max eligibility you know that that that's a different thing because look deandre ayton he could be a a you know the three centers are going to be all nba deandre ayton's going to have a chance especially coming off uh that finals run obviously he opened up a lot of eyes during the playoffs to uh, you know, the kind of impact player that he's become, and he's a legit two-way center. Um, yep, yep. There, so 
I, there's a big difference between if he, if say he sneaks on to or earns his way on as a third team All NBA center, and suddenly it's a super max now, then uh, then just what do, what do you call it, Wendy? The fun max. The fun yes. max. Yeah, these are fun maxes. Although I would say that we have to suspend the fun max when it comes to uh, Luca hitting 200 million. That's no longer fun. Well, no, because that's uh, a super max. I know that's right. It's a super so, fun max. Yeah, yeah. So there's, no, there's no fun. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, you the know, fun if I'm max Aiton, is what Shea Gildas Alexander got. That's the fun max. Right. If I'm Aiton, though, it's it's fun max or nothing. Bleepity bleeper. To paraphrase my old pal <laughs> which Chandler is a, Parsons, a, one one of uh, Bontem's classic stories he wrote on Chandler Parsons when he left the Mavericks. Oh, giving Bontem's credit that. for my work. I was going to say, Jesus. don't don't be giving me credit well, for that. Did story. I say Bontem's? I'm sorry, McMahon. Um, he wrote this piece uh, with Brian needs more coffee. About about Parsons that had this scene. Well, you tell it with a, with a limousine. Just remind our listeners. <laughs> it wasn't a limousine. It was an old school taxi. Actually, it was. Uh, oh, really? In the in the. Well, I envision it being like a. Uh, it was a sunroof. Wasn't there a sunroof? No, no a window. It was in the. It uh, was in the a, a glamorous alley in Bricktown, Oklahoma City. <laughs> Pink Parrot. It, they. Uh, it was actually next door to Pink Parrot, a place that okay. uh, has has since closed down. It was one of those. Um, the, this gonna, guy knows the bar scene in Oklahoma City like nobody I mean, else. Me, no, I know. Man and I have spent some nights in Oklahoma City. No, bars, I know. So. I know Pink Pears. Shout out to Big Rich. I'm on scholarship there. Um, no, but it was a it was a place. I forget. I forget the word. It, right, it doesn't matter what it's anyways, called. Just tell the story. Long story <laughs> short, a lot of booze and a lot of good times that night. And this is when Parsons is hurt during the playoffs. Right. Going into his free agency. Uh Hurt for the second straight year during the playoffs, going to his free agency. He's out partying. It's it's uh, they were with Amy Schumer, uh, who happened to be there. David Lee was also hurt. He was out with anyways, and it wasn't unusual for for Parsons and Cuban to go out partying. Uh, but in this on this night, uh, the subject of Parsons' contract negotiations came up, and it was like friendly, you know, beep talking. Um, but <laughs> so. The bar, as Cuban's closing out the tap then the night, the bar orders him a uh, a cab. Well, Parsons and his boys jump in the cab, slide the the, the cabbie a hundred, and say, "Hey, take off! We're ditching Cuban." I uh, just you know <laughs> having fun. Cuban comes out as they're taking off. Parsons rolls down the window and yells, "Max or nothing, mother!" Oh, Sorry, again, now Jackson's Jackson. Dead. I figured it was more effective. It was more effective if you had a Jesus, beep, man. It was more effective if you have to beep. Well, anyway, it's a good story. All well, right, the, so that was the lead of that particular. Story. By the Sorry, way, the Jackson. Was, and of course, Cuban. Cuban old chose nothing. nothing. Yes, yeah. the Grizzlies gave him the max, though, and boy, That's do right. does Memphis regret that? <laughs> yeah, they're still paying for it. Okay, so um, Marvin Bagley was the second pick. Uh, I would, I do not see an extension coming yeah. in sack although stranger things have happened but i do not see that happening uh Doncic was the third pick i don't know if you ever i don't know if you heard about this but the mavericks traded up to uh, get him covered that so here's where we start to get interesting names uh jaron jackson jr with the grizzlies who missed most of last year at the knee injury um definitely a core piece of their future going forward alongside john ja morant um Bontemps, this is a dicey one you definitely want to extend him um, but, and you definitely think highly of him, he's going to get paid, but how do you come up with a number before this season when he just hasn't been able to play much and show much? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's 
you know, super talented, a seven footer who has shown an ability to be a volume three point shooter, kind of the prototypical stretch big in today's league. Right. But he only played 11 games last year after knee surgery, to your point. And he's only played, you know, 126 games in three years. And again, this, I, I think this is going to be a pretty interesting negotiation to see where this ends up in Memphis, where, you know, they're, head of basketball operations, Zach Kleiman and, and Jaron's group. I'll be very curious to see what the deal looks like. My guess is that I don't think it's going to be a max, but my guess is this deal is going to look something like the deal that Joel Embiid got yeah. with Philly in that it's going to be a deal that's got some creative injury uh, protections in it and some incentives for games played and that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, look, if, if Jaron Jackson is the player – He's been when to be he's clear, been on the Joel court. Joel Embiid's last deal. Not he. Joel was one of Joel the guys. Embiid's rookie extension. extension. His yeah. rookie extension, yeah. right? To be clear, not his supermax, right? They, this one he just. And got by the way, but uh, like Kyrie Irving's contract has some games played. Uh, he actually Kyrie Irving's contract. I was looking at it yesterday. It has eight different incentives in it. <laughs> um, they did that to to pay uh, to be able to have money to pay uh, DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. Which is another wild story, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know there are precedents of of contracts that have significant escalators in it for games played. Yeah, like so Embiid's uh, being classic. Exactly. So the combination of his injuries and his talent it makes for a pretty interesting negotiation. And like you said, this is one where it is going to be very interesting to see what the final number is if they get it, even if they are able to get a deal done, um, or if they don't just go into the season and say, hey, let's just see how the year goes and and we'll get back to this next summer. Yeah, and you know, honestly, the the other thing is injuries are a part of it, but he has not his career hasn't taken the career trajectory trajectory has not been what you anticipated. I mean, a few years ago, it was hey, John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. These are the two cornerstones, and you look at what Jaw's been able to do, mm-hmm. and you know Jackson has not had that breakout type of year. Um, you know, and and there's there's quite like. If he's going to play, ideally he could play a lot of center, but he doesn't rebound. Um, you know, there, there there are questions about him, but he is a long arm, athletic, six foot eleven guy who can shoot it out to thirty feet. Uh, can you know can put it on the floor. You know, they're in the little bit that they've played together. There have certainly been flashes uh, of chemistry. Has some defensive versatility and rim protection. Uh, stylistically, just, he's a fer- perfect fit with Ja. Perfect. Yeah, fit. yeah, because he's he's he stretches the floor. Um, uh, but, great locker room guy, for as far yeah, as I know. You really know, good. I, I've, I've guy. spent a little bit of time talking to him. I really like him. Yeah, fun personality for sure. Um, but yeah, if, it, it it might make sense for both sides just to to let this play out into the season. Let him prove, you know, he can stay healthy, take the next step in his career, and then. Because at this point, if you're the Grizzlies, you have to come in and and have a lot of that thing, a lot of that deal, be incentive based. You just have to, especially you know it's it, the front office is, has turned over, but you know especially a franchise that is, was burned. We we're just joking about Parsons, but seriously burned so badly by maxing out a guy with knee trouble. Well, you guys, you guys got to be careful in, with spending in Memphis. Although I, I think I've said this before. I know this has been a, a, a time of great revenue growth, uh, for, you know, great net worth growth for the NBA owners, which is another podcast. Um, Robert Para, 
his personal net worth growth uh, from when he bought the Grizzlies to now is astronomical. Yeah. Robert Pear is now on paper one of the wealthiest owners in the NBA. So that doesn't mean that the Grizzlies are going to uh, operate like they're the, the Clippers, but um, you know, don't, I, I think there was a time when people thought Robert Pera was barely holding on to the team. And that depending on who you asked was either BS or true, but uh, Robert Pera is uh, he doesn't, he's not having trouble making the, making the payments. Just point that right. out. Um, okay, we mentioned Trey Young. He was the fifth pick. That's the fun max. Um, uh, picks... Although he, I think he's got a decent shot. At, I do, at but today it's the max. fun max. It's the okay, fun for max. now. I just wanted to say fun max again. Okay. Um, Brian, maximize, maximize the fun. That's right. Picks. By the way, uh, I was talking to I talked to several executives this week before we did this about this topic, and uh, one of them said he he projected Jaron Jackson to get something along the lines of Jalen Brown, which. Um, was a hundred million dollar contract, you know, sub max, um, uh, but still healthy. Um, and, uh, you know, sort of a betting on him to, uh, you know, to, 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 to take the step forward as the Celtics did with Jalen and are probably very happy about it. Um, okay. The pick six and seven, both now in Orlando, Mo Bamba and, uh, Wendell Carter, um, you know, historically, John Hammond, who's a general manager, he's not the ultimate decision maker. That's Jeff Weltman. He's a president or vice president, whatever his title is. Uh, but John Hammond, who was has a long history of being executive in the NBA, he has long been a guy who extends his draft picks. He has a long history in Milwaukee of doing it. Um, they've ex- they've been they've been extending guys in Orlando. You know, they um, extended Markel Fultz last year, for an example. Um, so I don't know. You know, Carter's relatively new there, has had injury problems. Bamba, same thing. I don't know if I don't want to spend too much time on this, but, uh, you know, they're rebuilding. They have to spend their money on somebody, but they also are in a position to have cap space next summer. And, you know, they could just let those guys sit there and, and do deals with them after watching them for another year. Also, yeah, let I mean, them, like who who's going to emerge from from those two? Like, let them compete right. for a year. Why? why yeah, I mean, why I would say now. I would say there's very well, little You do it now because that, you get it on the cheaper, maybe. That's why right. you do it now. I, I would say there's no chance Mobamba gets extended. I'd be stunned given he's basically hasn't played in his career. Well, I was surprised Fultz got extended. So I'm just I'm just True. getting it on the record. Well, Fultz Fultz had at least played a little bit for them at that point. But um uh I, I would say that the I think there's a chance Wendell Carter gets extended. Wendell Carter's been pretty good when he's been on the court. He's he's been more like Jaron Jackson, where he is played well when he's played, but has had a lot of injury issues. And I would be curious if they were able to get, like you said, something done uh, with him. If they, if they're fans of him uh, going into this season, because if he comes back and is healthy, he he's, he's another guy who's a two way big at the center spot who could potentially get paid if he got to the open market at some point. But yeah, I'd be surprised if Obama got paid for sure. They, you have mentioned this Bontemps that you could see Orlando as a team that goes after Zach Levine. Hundred uh, percent. They're one of the they're one of the two or three teams with real money next summer, and Jer- him and Jalen Suggs would be a perfect fit. They've got Jonathan Isaac if he could come back and be healthy. Got a lot of defensive players around him. Uh, no state tax in Florida. Good weather. Uh, you know, he could be the guy there. I, I think the fit. I think the fit is pretty good on a lot of fronts and. Um, well, I think if Zach that does get to free agency. It'll be interesting. 
I think Zach wants to play for a winning team, though. I was going to say that definitely flies in the face of yours. Wow, he's been around great players. He 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 sees, you know. <laughs> well, he sees uh, what I mean, it takes I, to build it. I mean, look, Jalen Suggs. I mean, Jalen Suggs could be rookie of the year this year pretty easily. So, I mean, you know, they that that team I think could look pretty interesting with if they have another top five pick and Jonathan Isaac if he's healthy and Jalen Suggs. Like that's, you know, that's a pretty interesting. Yeah, they can get right to back to competing onto. for the eight seed. Just like the Bulls. Uh, Okay, so here's a tough one, guys. Number eight pick was Colin Sexton, the Mm. Cavs. Colin Sexton last year shot 48% from the field, shot 37% from three, um, averaged four assists, which could be much better, a steal, um, 24 points per game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is um, nickname is Young Bull, plays that way sort of uh sort of aggressive and uh, sometimes out of control but um on offense you know the he was the prime piece that the Cavs got back for Kyrie Irving and uh has been the guy who has been um anointed there correctly or not by that organization as the centerpiece of that rebuild and I want to point well you know now they have Evan Mobley who in my view is their is their chance to be their franchise player but they they have paid Jared Allen five years and a hundred million this offseason. So Jared Allen's a twenty million dollar a year player. Um, Colin Sexton is forget that they just to- signed and traded for Lowry Markin and gave him seventy million too. Right, right. Well, that you know, yes, but you know, true. <laughs> but I don't. I think Sexton's not even in that ballpark. So I, I think Sexton is looking is you know i don't i should i don't know for sure but i suspect he's looking for the fun max um or close to it and you know he is undersized for a uh for a guard in today's nba um he's a six foot tall shooting guard yeah you know it's 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 difficult the the problem with sexton is you know you're talking about a potential centerpiece of rebuild where if you look at sexton and and like what would Sexton if he's on a really good team? What's what would his role be? He's Lou Williams. He's Jason Terry. I think he's that ideal bucket getting six man and 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 not a franchise point guard. And so, you know, a very valuable player in that role. But are you are you giving a max deal to a six man? And I know he's so- I know he's not a six man there. But like if you're going to be good, that's what he is. So the question is, let's say they don't sign him and he goes to restricted free agency. Um, Is there a team out there that would come after him? Mm -hmm. There isn't a lot of cap space, but there isn't a lot of free agents. Um, You know, if you're the Cavs, do you want to get something done so that you don't, he doesn't get to restricted free agency. And if, if a team could go get him, is there a team that would want him? I mean, really, the, the real thing here is if you don't know what Evan Mobley is going to be and you don't exactly know 100% where your team is going, like I think if you were to give them truth serum, they would say, we know we're going to have Mobley, we know we're going to have Jared Allen. And after that, I, I mean, I think they like Isaac Okoro, but it's early. I don't I don't know. Like, do they, do they know that Darius Garland is going to be there a long-term, one of their long-term well, backcourt and, players? And, and that's the other thing, like, is this Garland? What what was it? Is this Sexland backcourt? Is this like a a a long term thing? I mean, the hope was it could kind of be the East Conference version uh, of Portland, uh, 
Um, but you know, I, I just, I think they're similar in that they are both essentially undersized shooting guards. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch assist and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seat Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP, H-O-O-P. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Yeah, yeah so I mean, Okoro is a little undersized to be a small forward. So right. he's kind of a shooting guard too. Yeah, it's a tough situation overall. I mean, I, I, I think Orlando, we just talked about Orlando with Zach Levine. Orlando, again, would sort of be an interesting fit for Colin Sexton next summer if they're they just trying a to add. thousand guards. Well, they've they've got Jalen Suggs. And Suggs. Foltz they've and got Suggs. They've got Foltz. They've got Suggs. They've got Cole Anthony. They've got you know R.J. Hampton, who's, well, who's I, got some some promise. I mean, I would say they've got Suggs, and then after that, they've got guys on the team that if they'd like somebody else, they would just slide them in ahead of them. Okay, That's what but I would they, say. they've paid Foltz. You know, Anthony was. Yeah, I mean, I Hampton mean, is I'm, the guy that they really wanted in the Aaron Gordon deal. That yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying they they've got Foltz has been paid. And then three guards. I mean, Fultz signed a three-year Fultz signed a three-year deal that he's already in the first year of. So I mean, yeah. the, you know, there's my my only point is that if you are looking at the marketplace, they are that they are again a team that if I'm Cleveland, I would be eyeing and saying if I was worried about somebody in free agency signing our guy, he would be a good fit with Jalen Suggs. Yeah, and that it it is the sort of situation I'd be a cognizant of. But to me, I'll be surprised if this extension gets done. Um, just because, you know, Cleveland has paid, to Brian's point, Cleveland has paid all these guys. They extended Chetty Osmond in the past. They paid this money to, to marketing, which is probably over what his market should have been. They paid Jared Allen a hundred million dollars the first day of free agency. Um, if I'm Colin Sexton, I'm looking at that and saying, I scored 24 a game last year. I should be getting a right. max and I'm four pretty I, efficiently. Yeah. So, and it's hard for me to justify for all the reasons you guys said paying him a max so this feels like one that's going to get to our restricted free agency and then we'll see where it goes from there yeah and i think cleveland reasonably could say great you scored 24 a game we won 22 games yes that's right <laughs> so apparently right. it wasn't that impactful wasn't that impactful yeah yeah um the Cavs. i think evaluating your your competition here is a key is a is key Um, and, uh, also you also have to know Colin and what, what you think would happen this year if he's not extended, whether that would inspire him to a great season or whether that would cause an issue. I don't know enough to know. I mean, his reputation is that he is, you know, totally focused on, on playing and, you know, young bull. I mean, he, you know, they loved him in Cleveland. Dan Gilbert loved the story when he got drafted about when he was playing for Alabama and they ran out of players. 
and it was like five on three or five on four or something like that. Uh, whatever the circumstance of that was. And like, he was like keeping him in the game because he was playing all over the place. Like Gilbert loved that. And, um, you know, frankly, Dan Gilbert, you know, likes the fight of guys who are slightly undersized. Uh, he is, he has for a long time. Um, uh, so anyway, um, Kevin Knox was the ninth pick. Isaiah Thomas had a great run in Cleveland. Well, it's one of the reasons <clears throat> they wanted him. You know, they, you know, they, they draft, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into that. Um, Sorry, that was Kevin, not polite. Kevin, well, I'm, there's actually a history of the Cavs, whether it's second round picks or whatever. The irony is the guy that, you know, Gilbert has claimed in interviews that he really wanted. The other people who were there have disputed it. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Draymond Green, who was an undersized guy yeah. out of Michigan State where Gilbert went to school, like that would have been ideal if uh if, if if they had gone for that and you know gilbert has said he wanted draymond green but again other people i was told you know there was different opinions um kevin knox was the ninth pick uh skip skip i guess could get extended if the price is right but probably, skip you know, probably. all right this is an interesting one uh mikhail bridges in phoenix both mikhail bridges and miles bridges we should probably should talk about them together because i think they're comparable um uh, Mikhail was taken 10th by Philly. You remember they, they sent him to Phoenix uh, for Zaire Smith. Uh, Phoenix won that deal. And then Miles Bridges uh, got taken 12th uh, by the Clippers and then got sent to, um, to, to Phoenix or to Charlotte. I can't remember the nature of that deal. But anyway, he was 12th and he went to Charlotte. Um, Bontemps, uh, the Bridges, uh, no relation, uh, guys, I think they have similar similar negotiating positions here. They play a position, you know, in 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 wing, two-way wing that is getting paid in the NBA right now. And um Mikhail obviously was really good in the playoff run for the Suns last year. And guys who are playing there have been getting 16 to 18 million dollars a year. And, you know, the Suns obviously have paid Booker. They have paid Chris Paul. They're going to have to pay DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know, and here's another guy they're going to have to pay. And I could see him getting a contract that pushes the average between 18 and 20 million because, you know, there's going to be inflation. Yep. I could see him getting a contract that, ex- that exceeds 80 million in total value. He should. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really good. I mean, if 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 you in a vacuum, you ask me if I want to pay Mikael Bridges or DeAndre Ayton, I'd frankly want to pay Mikael Bridges just based off the positional scarcity and the the skills he has mm-hmm. compared to Ayton. Just in terms of looking at the league and the replacement level you can find at center or a three and D wing. But that being said, if you look at sort of the way that position has been valued, there really isn't anybody. I mean, Otto Porter got a max deal a few years ago. That was kind of a fluke thing. That's an example of a guy getting restricted for HC and getting paid. Um, but really, other than him, pretty much everybody else has been somewhere in the 10 to 18 to $20 million range. It's been paid. OG Ananobi last year got basically four for 72. Um, you know, so I, I think if if Mikhail Bridges could get to, to your point, Brian, four for 80, something like that, and and push the market I got to tell you, though, bit. I mean, like in, in talking to executives, you know, because that's what I was thinking, like, you know, four for 80 range. Yep. But in talking to executives this week, they like, you know, they brought up Duncan Robinson. Yeah. You know, who well, got this four, guy, you know, he, I think, I think they called it 90. I don't think it was quite, um, 
full 90 guarantee. Well, it was also, it was, that was also over five years too. So if Bridges signs for four, he's actually making more per year than, than good Robinson point. would have been. Good point. Yeah. Right. But, I, but to your point, I think that 18 to $20 million range somewhere is sort of what the sweet spot is. And it's, that's probably where uh, my guess he gets done and it's somewhere around 20. I, I, I think that's more than fair, more than reasonable. Um, given that, I mean, this guy just had a, you know, shot 54 from the floor, 43 from three. And, you know, he's an all defensive caliber guy. Terrific. Yeah, he he is one of the best wing defenders in the league. Now, yep. he doesn't create his own shot. Big deal. Like they've got guys who, who do that. He fits really well. Doesn't um, need the ball either. Yeah. He's a great compliment to, to Booker. Uh, he's going to stretch the floor. He's going to, he's going to run. He's going to, you know, get some garbage points. He's going to finish yep. in transition and he's going to guard the other team's best player. Uh, really probably at least two through four, if not, if not one through four. Yep. And then if you're miles bridges, a guy who averages 13 points and six rebounds shoots 40% from three and is an electric athlete. Yeah. One of the best perfect fit the with the mellow ball. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're, you're that, looking that, at, that alley-oop combination was just so much fun to watch last year. You're looking at what Aaron Gordon just got. And yeah. Going, hey, that was twenty-two million a year there. I mean, I don't think he's going to get that much because uh, that's not Gordon's, a bad comp. Gordon's a, Gordon's bigger. He can, he oh, can Gordon. do a little bit more. Uh, he can guard a little bit more versatility. But you know, I mean, again, I think you're. I think if you're Miles Bridges here, he's represented by Rich Paul. He is not <laughs> going to mess around. You know, Rich Rich does not, as you know, mess yeah. around. Um, uh, clutch negotiated, as you mentioned, Bon Temps. Uh, Ananobi is uh, somewhat comparable here. Uh, uh, four and 72 a year ago. I think that's the baseline. Yeah. And, you know, we'll be interested to see if the bridges <laughs> who goes first, if one waits for the other, because I do yeah, think I, that they're I, I don't terrible. think miles should be getting that much. So I, 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 I'll be curious to see if that one gets to restricted free agency. see, I think there's a chance that it does. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, he is an absolute phenomenal fit with yep. Lamella ball. You're trying, I mean, you know, duh, you're trying to build around LaMelo Ball, and you've got this young guy who, I mean, you you know, you could see them for the next eight, ten years, uh, you know, being a, a really good uh, duo. Now, not, not necessarily a one-two punch because you're going to, you know, he's, he's not a number two scorer. But boy, you I just want him catching Alius on the mellow ball for a long time. Catch I, that's my only, shoot, that's my shoot, only interest here. Right, and Get, stay well there enough, and do that. Yeah. And yep. shooting it well enough to space the floor. Yeah. Again, my viewpoint is when you sign a contract, it's not always applicable to guys on rookie extensions because sometimes you're making a wager um, that the guy's going to improve. You know, my line, my old school line, I won't even say it. Um, you're making a bet. That's but ideally when you sign a contract right after you pose for pictures and the guy goes on to his celebratory dinner and you sit down at your desk as a general manager, you say, if I had to, could I trade this contract right now? And if the answer is yes, then you've done a good job. Yeah. In and and both those guys, if they're if they're in that 18, 20 ish range would be highly tradable. That's what the way I feel that that's what that's what, you know, my view is if Charlotte feels like they can sign him to a contract that if they had to trade him in a year and they, you know, when the deal kicked in and they could, yeah. you know, barring some sort of catastrophic injury. But, okay. So there are now some guys we're going to bring up here who are in some very interesting situations. Michael Porter Jr. Um, 
Max or nothing, bleepity bleeper. I mean, I, I mean th- this one this I think we could do quick. I, I think it's just going to be like, I think this, we talked about this a little bit earlier with the Jaron Jackson deal. I think this is going to be the Joel rookie extension basically down to the letter in that there's going to be a bunch of injury protections for his back and he'll probably get a max or very, very close to it. But I would guess a max. And well, we can, if I'm some protections on the other side of it with the back stuff. If I'm repping him, we can discuss injury protections. We can't discuss the max part. Like, we ain't coming off of that. He's a guy that if he got to restricted free agency, would get max offers. And he might yeah. get max offers that don't have as much right. protections in them. But um, he's also got a, you know, if he gets offered a contract, that's, you know, what is the max now? About 170? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Shea um, signed five for 171. So that's, you know, <laughs> that's for a guy who's had so much injury issues as him. And his agent, uh, Mark Bartlestein, is a guy who gets his guys paid. So I, I, I this this I'm sure is going to get done before the end of the before the restricted window ends. I think it's just a matter of like a, like we said, what the protections are on. I have to say uh, Denver. You know, doing some spending. Um, so because, you know, they've got Jamal Murray on their books for major yeah. money and they've got Jokic, by the way, Jokic is extension eligible next year and will almost he will be super max eligible. So yes, because he he's headed towards the $250 million number or whatever it's going to be, um, you know, and they still extended Gordon, you know, um, right. Yeah, good for uh, them. And, and they signed Will Barton to a multi-year deal. Yeah, so, good for, good when, for them. I put, put putting a championship level team on the court. It's great. Right. When you have a chance to contend. You keep that group together. hundred percent. Right. Their, their, their number next year will, will, will be a number that they probably didn't envision ever going to. So yeah. um, we'll see. They have, they have paid the tax in the past. Dan Kroenke um, has cleared the tax in the past um, when he's felt like he's had a chance at a championship and he, you know, he probably, uh, feels like he can do that. Of course, if something goes sideways, you know some of those guys could be traded. But um, I, I definitely think that that uh, you're probably right. It's just a matter of working out some sort of protection where the where the player and team share the risk. Um, Kevin Herter, he went 19th. Kayvon, Kayvon, it's great. They ain't extending Kevin. They're extending Kayvon if if this goes down. <laughs> um, just awesome. Uh, so uh, this is a guy who last year he averaged 12 points, uh, four assists, three rebounds, um, is a versatile player, um, shoots the ball. Okay. From range, not great, slightly above average. Um, the, the Hawks have spent a lot of money here. Um, they've, you know, obviously they, they extended Trey, Trey young, as we talked about. They um, they extended John Collins. Uh, what was that number, Bontemps? Uh, about five for one twenty-five. Right. Um, we talked earlier. They did an extension with Clint Capella. Um, they obviously last year did the deal with Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah, and I and, and I think you can. I think you can stop there. I think that's. I think that's what the Kevin Herter side is looking at is the Bogdan Bogdanovich deal, which is four for seventy-two. I think they're going to be saying we're a similar player. We should get that sort of a deal. Right. And I, I think they still, the have Gallinari, could... they still have Gallinari on their books uh, for this season and next two. I mean, you're looking at. He's got a very small major... guarantee next year. I, I would not be surprised if he's off the books after this season. Okay. 
Yeah, and, and and I think the other thing here is a year from now they're going to have the the Cam Reddish conversation as well. So, <laughs> excuse me, do the Hawks, you know, do they kind of look at this financially and say it's either or uh, with Herder and and Reddish, or you know, do they feel like they can keep both those guys? Herder is also with, a guy who I done. think. Yeah, I agree. And here's the other thing. This is what I'm going to say. Herter is a guy that if he has restricted free agency, I could see teams going after him. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hitch, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So who's ever up there, whether it's the roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit DirecTV.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. So remember, to, he's the guy yeah. that won game seven of that Sixer series for them. I mean, he was he, he turned Seth Curry into a ball rack in that game. I mean, he was he scored, I think, 24, 25 points. He was fantastic. So he's part of that core. He got drafted the same year as Trey. I I, I think this gets done. And like I said, I, I it probably is for le- a little less than the Bogdan deal. But I, right. I think that's the, the range it's in. OK, so we talked earlier. Okay, so anyway, let's let's keep an eye on that one. That that's an interesting one. Talked a little bit earlier about the the magic having two guys. Um, so do the Bucks. Um, Dante Divincenzo, who you know had the ankle injury and was lost for the the playoffs last year, um, but is a key you know like their one young growing prospect. You know, very good him. defensive player. And you know, uh, and remember this offseason they traded for Grayson Allen. Uh, Grayson Allen has become a bit of a journeyman now, three teams in three years. Um, but Grayson Allen also extension eligible. Now, obviously, DiVincenzo has been there since day one. They've developed him. They know him. Um, you know, Grayson Allen just arrived. You, it, it's a classic example. You could just say, well, play it out. And we'll see how you feel or how everything looks. But it is a little bit awkward to negotiate um, – with two guys on your roster who play similar position who are both extension eligible. It's not something that you see happen very often. True. But one has, one has significant sweat equity with the franchise and, and was a starter uh, last season, you know, and I don't know, he he probably would have been a starter throughout the playoffs. Had he, had he not been definitely would have been a starter throughout the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I wonder that in the, in the net series, just because of the KD matchup, but whatever, uh, where Grayson Allen is kind of, uh, you know, that's kind of almost, I would say, a flyer. Well, 
the Bucks have uh, next season 42 million to Giannis, still a bargain. 37.8 million to Middleton, 35 million to Drew Holiday, still a bargain, and 14 million to Brooke Lopez. So, uh, you know, getting those guys, you know, keeping role players, you know, is going to be important. You're going to need some guys. They've also, they're out of, you know, they, they've traded a bunch of uh, picks, uh, you know, to build this roster, which well, I have more credit with. to Bucks ownership for spending money this offseason, too, because when they didn't yeah. sign PJ Tucker, there was some question as to what yeah. they were going to do in terms of payroll. And they went out and they brought back George Hill, gave him some money. They went and traded for Grayson Allen, took on some money there. So they, they yeah, really Bobby have committed Porters. to trying to they've right, they resigned Bobby Portis. They've 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 committed to trying to, to run this thing back and win a title. So credit to them like Denver, credit Rodney to them Hood. for doing that. Is there a uh, is there a cover charge to the Deer District? <laughs> <laughs> I will say they, this. They might think about it. Yeah, might this might is, ought to be. This is good news for, for, for Bucks fans. Uh, this year uh is the last year that they have to have Larry Sanders on their books. Wow. And also the last year for John Luer. Um so that five million dollars combined comes off their books. And uh, that's an expensive yes, five million still, this year. They're still playing Larry Sanders. Um, one point eight million dollars a year. Be careful with that stretch, which, by the way, is is certainly a factor in uh, the Rockets having zero interest in buyout discussions with John Wall at this point. Well, if you're going to buy out John Wall, you're not going to stretch his contract. You're just going to eat the eat the uh, bleep sandwich over the course of those two years. You're not going to, you know, like you know, the, 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 uh, the, the Pistons didn't stretch uh, Blake, did they? No. Yeah. So they, you know, it's just one of the, you know, you don't want that hanging around for that long. Yeah. The other reason there's zero interest is because John Wall's not trying to give back, you know, eight figures on the deal. That's true. Uh, that is true. Um, that will be, you know, the one thing I was, you know, I immediately thought of, you know, no sourcing. Just I thought about it, McMahon, because McMahon wrote the story about John Wall um, basically going to sit indefinitely. Um, could they trade? They Could they trade him for Kevin Love? I thought about it, but even then, matching salaries, like, because it, 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 it has to be Kevin Love plus – you know, and would Cleveland be interested in that? Because basically they're trading a $60 million problem for a $92 million problem. Well, yes, they'd be interested in it if it's incentivized. Well, and that's the other thing. The Rockets right uh, you know, things can change, obviously. The Rockets right now are saying we're not trying to incentivize. We're not trying to give up any Well, I know they're not trying to, but if they, if they did Kevin Love and a filler piece, let's say Jetty Osman. Yeah, that, that'd be the one. For Kevin, uh, for Je- Kevin Love and Jetty Osmond, that would save the Rockets something like twenty-five million dollars. Right. Right. Um, that may be. I know they don't want to incentivize, but they'd be getting something for that draft pick. They'd be getting Tillman Fertitta's twenty-five million dollars, which I think he might like. So, but like again, I'm just spitballing. I don't know that. And they've that, got so they've got a lot of draft to. picks to choose from, but I can assure you, they ain't trying to give up their own. <laughs> I understand. I understand that. So, um, or any you know, of the late Nets ones, but but we've seen in the past when you have two contracts that are like immovable and it's yeah. an absolute mess. Uh, and by the way, it's not like the Cavs are would be doing backflips, but John Wall could could do some stuff for the Cavs, especially if they're not committed to uh, to, you know to Sexton. 
you know, he yeah, can, no, if they're looking, if they're thinking, Hey, we can get something in the trade market also for Sexton or Garland, then, then he can certainly make some sense there. It's a, it, it'd be a really big move. I was just wondering, you know, like love is at this impasse with the Cavs, and now we're going to have wall. When you look at impasse. possible fits for it's, it's like the wall Westbrook deal last year. There's only, when you talk about contracts this big, there's, there's only so many, so many possible fits. That's right. All right. Well, real quick, before we got to go, there's a couple second round guys who are in position to extend. One of them is uh, Jalen Brunson, who's uh, had a great run with, with the Mavericks. Um, McMahon, we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Uh, is that something that could get done? Uh, I don't get the sense that there's a great sense of urgency on the Mavs part, meaning it, it would probably have to be uh, something that they consider team friendly. Now there, there is some risk involved because as Bobby Marks point out, pointed out the way his deal was structured, um, he'll be an unrestricted free agent. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. I forget the, the exact specifics, but the way his four year second, because you round, signed for when you signed for four years, you with become no an unrestricted free agent after the fourth year. Yeah, I right, believe with, there's with, three guys in this same boat. Um, Jalen Brunson, Mitchell Robinson and Shake Milton. Yeah. Now I'll say this about Brunson. He really Shake is different, I think, because he was on a two way the first year, Brian. Oh, fair point. Okay. Okay. I I was in that. Brunson had a great regular season last year, like was a legit six man candidate um, in a really rough playoff series. And so I think, you know, if he's not a guy who is, who, is nudging them into the later rounds of the playoffs. He's a, he's a valuable player, though. No, he is, for sure. I'm just saying, I think he lost potentially some bargaining power in in you know these discussions because he struggled so much in the playoffs. Yeah. Mitchell Robinson has a lot of intrigue, um, but, uh, you know, there's some concern there about several factors too. So I don't know mm-hmm. if the Knicks are going to do, anything. which is why he was a second rounder in the first place. And it's also is, why the Knicks, it's also part of why I think the Knicks just paid Nerland so well, three for 32. Um, you know, they look at him as, you know, he, they've got a guy who's locked in as a starter and they could have declined Mitchell's option and made him a restricted free agent. They didn't. So he's on basically the minimum this year. And it'll be very interesting to see sort of how that shakes out or if they get something done with him. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this is something that we're going to be seeing some discussion about and um, some drama maybe in the next uh, four to six next month. So. Next month could yeah. goes right up to the start of training or start of the season yeah. right now with the new rule. Uh, it used to be the end. Of, it used to be the Halloween, but now it's the start right. of the season. So it's a month you from are today. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's kind of why I'm feeling an uptick right now because you don't have the normal time. Okay. You're right. Uh, all right. Thank you, Bontemps. Thank you, McMahon. Thank you, Jackson, our producer. Thank you, Wilson Hoop Collective. Everybody have a great uh, weekend. We will talk to you next week. Adios, amigos.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.